Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we can get explicit details from lovely humans all over the world so that we can all learn from each other and lead better laid lives. Our guest today is a 21-year-old pansexual woman in a three-year long-distance non-monogamous relationship. She's a kinky data analyst with a passion for self-splurging, and she is into threesomes and moresomes, couples, voyeurism, anal play, and eating pussy. Joining us from the Midwest, welcome Veronica. Hey! Hello. Okay, can you start out by telling our listeners, if you had to rate yourself on a shame meter about your sexual self, with 10 being so full of shame and 1 being not full of shame at all, where do you fall today right now? I would say right now, I'm around a 2. I okay. can't say 1 because I think everyone has a little bit of shame in something. Maybe. Fair, fair. Okay, when does shame show up for you, and does it ever drop down to a 1 for you? Interestingly enough, it kind of shows up when I'm getting that praise. I enjoy it, but I think that like fluttering and I enjoy the shame. I'm not 
embarrassed about it, but that fluttering feeling, it's like I have to cover my face from blushing so much or something. Can you tell us a little preview of what are some of the things that make it kind of like flutter and spike in that deliciously shamey way? Yeah, so actually not too long ago this afternoon, I was on the phone. I'm meeting a new play partner this weekend, and we were just getting to know each other and talking about you know, what things are we interested in trying? What have we not tried before? I'm really into experimentalism and we FaceTimed. And he was like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Like I can't concentrate. And we had some fun on the phone. I couldn't help myself, but it felt really good. That's awesome. Okay. So can you just give us a little overview now of what your sex life is like? What are your favorite parts? Yeah. So it's really good. I think once I met my current partner, it was around three years ago, and I was like, I want to get into my sluttiest phase ever. I was in college. I was ready to explore and single, and he ended up being the third person I met, and it was the best sex I've probably had with somebody, Congrats. and it felt so good on the first time. I was like, I can't really let that go right now, and we see each other every week, long distance, and it's never changed since. It's only gotten better, and we talked about opening the relationship up and meeting with new people, and we're looking for a third right now, but we're experimenting solo since I moved a little bit further away. Okay. Do you feel comfy saying how far your distance is? Yeah, we're four hours away from each other now. We used to be one and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's a bit of a drive. And then tell us your favorite parts. Oh, I'm a huge experimentalist. I love to try new things and I never don't try things twice. I think trying things more <laughs> trying things more than twice will really solidify whether or not I like something, but the thought of just never doing something before or being with someone who's never done something before. That stuff is so fun to me because that curiosity is what really gets me. I love that. I've never thought of myself as an experimentalist, but I might borrow your word and share it a little bit because I love, I love <laughs> experiment. I mean, everything I do is basically first person, very first person anecdotal research. So, oh, also you're a data analyst. How interesting. Do you feel like you're collecting sexual data in your sexcapades? I think in a way, I guess with the experimentalist, you know, my focus is in statistics and stuff. So I love to see how things work for people. I'm always wondering, well, can I be a statistic in this way? Like, how can I be a statistic? Or every scenario is just like, what percentage of the population does this? Or in Chicago or stuff like that. I think that is maybe the sexiest way I've ever understood the word statistic. Like, how can I be a statistic? That's, that's pretty hot. <laughs> okay, so what would you say then makes you an excellent lover? I care so much about the people I'm with. And I think when I have a partner and, and it's a romantic relationship, I can separate my physical activity from that. You know, the way I feel about you, I will spend my energy and time on you. And even if we're seeing other partners, that's not going to go away. That's awesome. Or something. Okay. And I really do care about the people I'm with. Yeah, that's amazing. When you are inviting a partner to have sex with you, what does that look like? 
I'm a very flirty person. When I'm in person, I talk a lot with my eyes. And mm. if we meet in person, it's kind of me just showing up more often, sitting closer to them, starting more conversations. But if it's online, I'm right at it. I'm like, I think you're hot. I want to see you. How can we meet up and get this thing going? Amazing. Like, here's everything about me. I love that. What is sexy to you? What's your personal definition of sexy? I think confidence. I always think about the sexiest people that I've seen or being a little girl and thinking, oh my God, she's so like hot or things like that. And I'm just like, she's confident, like, or he's confident. They're confident. They just look so comfortable in themselves and they don't Mm -hmm. care about any external factors. That's so true. true. When do you feel the sexiest? Usually when I get out of the shower after I've like done a full body shave and plucked my eyebrows, I'm like, oh my God, I look so good. I have to get seen tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I, I love that. And I know what you mean. Getting ready for someone is so fun. How does sex help you connect with a partner? What intimacy or friendship or social or whatever needs does it meet for you? There's so much in like physical pleasure, whether it's like an orgasm and well, really an orgasm or just a kiss on the neck and that physical intimacy, you don't do that with everybody around you. And being able to do that creates the bond. I really love it. I just love being able to connect with people. I feel so deep with them when I'm able to see them on that level of like, I can pleasure you, you can pleasure me. And like, we just feel so good together. Yeah. Yeah. Are you non-monogamous with your partner now? Yes. So when you are looking for new partnership, how do you decide when to add someone to your plate? Or how do you even think about it? Like, is it, is it you're seeking out a new need? Or is it just the like experimentalist inside of you, like looking for newness? Like, how do you kind of feel into those needs and desires for yourself? It is a mixture of feeling that gap or like something's missing, not in a bad way. It's just like I can add more to it. Why not? Like nobody's perfect. Nobody has everything. You know, I'm sure I can find better, but I really enjoy your company. But it's also a, it's so fun to have something new, trying new things all the time. It's never boring. It's never stagnant. Fuck yeah. Okay. What counts as sex for you? I think, you know, especially if you meet somebody in person or get to chatting with someone, you know instantly that you are going to have sex with them, or at least I do, and I can just imagine it happening right away. And so at that moment, once I feel that it's like a connection, I guess, like it's an energetic feeling and it's just a, it's going to happen and I really want it to soon. (laughs) (laughs) What are the health and safety conversations in your life like? I start off in my bios or websites that I'm on, and it's in there. This is when I was last tested clean. And I always have a copy on my phone, a PDF of my newest test result. And I even talk about like, if you have questions, if I've ever had, you know, an STI before or struggle, knew anyone who has, ask me whatever you want. You can ask me that because I feel obligated to share that with you if we are connecting on this level. Yeah. Yeah. It's never a hard thing for me. 
I love that it's never a hard thing for you. Did you get a good health and safety talk yourself growing up or good lessons in sex ed or consent? No, I didn't. I grew up with a lot of sexual trauma and I spent over 10 years in therapy and working with doctors healing from that because I don't remember it, but I have family members that do and have told me about it and like have shown me and so I just remember being 13 and I had been at a really low point in my life and luckily I was able to get through it. But at the end of that, I remember saying like, I don't like how this feels. If I ever become like a parent or in a relationship, I don't like that feeling. I would never put myself mm-hmm. in it. So just seeing it so much around me and like knowing how deeply it affected those, even myself, it was just like, I don't ever want to risk it. Is there anything helpful that you want to share from that experience or address before we start filling in your details? Unfortunately, sexual trauma is very common in childhood, adulthood, at any stage of your life, and it's going to be hard to address it. And, you know, the worst thing that can happen is you talk about it and it hurts while you talk about it. But the only outcome is that it's going to get easier every single time. Mm. You know, that's how your body responds to it and just work through it. Believe in yourself and build a strong support system and do it when you're ready. You don't have to do it right away. Yeah. Now, can you give us an example of a time in your life where there was an explicit, clear yes that led to something hot? Yeah. So after I moved to my new city, I immediately got on the field app, which is a dating app for a lot of people in the kink community. And I instantly started chatting with this couple and I was like, hey, I check all the boxes in your bio. This is the only thing. I'm not like a great communicator, but in person, I'm the life of the party, I promise. And three days of texting and it was going really good and we got each other's number and we met up at a bar and they saw me and they were like, is it okay if we hug and sit next to you? Would you like to like go outside? And I was like, no, this is perfect. And every time I was touched, I was always asked if it was okay. Mm. And it just felt so good to be like, yeah, that actually is okay. I don't mind it at all. Beautiful. Now, Take us through your sexual timeline in as much detail as you feel comfortable. Starting at the beginning, what do you remember first learning, thinking, feeling, understanding about sex as you saw it around you? I remember being in elementary school and I was in second or third grade and the boys, they started, they were writing sex on the chalkboard and everyone was giggling and laughing and they'd erase it. And I was like, what is that? Like, I had no idea. And once I got into fifth grade, I got a little access to the internet and I knew how to navigate on, you know, okay-ish phone. And I searched up like sex and found porn. And I was like, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. (laughs) I continued looking through it and just scrolling. And I remember seeing things. I'm like, I don't have hair like that there. Or I didn't even know that can happen to my body. Just stuff like that, wondering and exploring like 
what is a vagina and what is a clitoris? And I really was curious about like my body specifically. And then once I got comfortable like reading about like what is a clitoris, it's a very sensitive thing. And I stumbled across my mom's massager. It's like a face thing. And I felt it vibrate. And I was like, okay, I just maybe a little try. Like I wonder. And it felt great. And I took, I don't, my mom never found it. She was like, have you seen that? Nope. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I started porn at a very young age, which maybe I shouldn't have. I don't think it's harmed me in any way. I think it's helped educate me a little bit earlier than my peers had been. I talked to a lot of people who learned a lot from porn. Would you tell us what you remember? And how old were you when you found that first one? You said fifth grade? 10 in fifth grade. I heard sex in second grade. Okay. Okay. And so then when did you start like looking up more porn? What did you see? Did you ever talk about it with your friends? And it sounds like you didn't have a family that talked about sex or anything, but was there ever anything in school? We did have classes in school, you know, and they pulled us into the rooms and we watched the videos. It was talked about in the house, but the way it was talked about made me uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, if I'm going to learn about this, I'm going to learn about it on the internet. And so that's where I really started to focus in on where I'm learning more of my information from. Okay. What did those learnings lead to and what do you remember about that time? I think I've always had a gut feeling that like when I would see that, it was like my gut feeling would say, I don't feel good when I see it. And I later learned it was that sexual trauma that I had to work mm -hmm. through. But I don't know. I was like, yeah, this is something that I should enjoy. So I don't mind if I, I don't know what this vibe butterfly feeling or whatever is in my stomach when, you know, I come or something, but yeah. I like it and I feel good about it. I just don't understand what that little voice is saying. Yeah. So you were doing a lot of healing in your teen years. Was there like space for you to have crushes on people? Like what was your kind of like landscape like? Or was it mostly watching porn? <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was mostly watching porn. I totally understand why no one wanted anything to do with me. I was like a scary, sad little kid. Not in like a bad way. I always had friends that I can lean on outside of like what was going on in my home life. But I really enjoyed being independent and I always knew, I don't want to like brag, but I've always like, I know I'm smart and I think that's helped me luckily just understand things in a different way than most people would at my age. Yeah. Also, we want to fucking celebrate that you're smart. Just to say that it's not bragging. We can just celebrate that you're smart and that you recognize that. Thank you. So being that way helped me kind of really understand what things meant, what was going on and what was right for me. And I really wanted to solidify that before I was able to feel that with someone else or share it with someone else. I don't want you to meet me in my shittiest form. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be as good as I can for anybody. Yeah. Damn. Oh, I definitely feel that. I can um, get into isolation mode sometimes too when I let that go too yeah. far too. So I always have to watch that. Mm -hmm. So what sort of relationship were you developing with yourself during that time then? I was trying to learn how to love myself. I think that confidence and I always wanted to be sexy. Like 
I wanted to smell sexy. I want to look sexy. I want to sound sexy, whatever it is. I just want to feel that way and like own it. And until I met my like current long-term partner, I didn't really understand what that meant for me. I didn't feel it as much. I was like, yeah, I'm good at this. And I still, you know, me saying like, oh, I don't mean to brag, but like just instead of owning it, it's like, yeah, I'm good at this, but I can be good at this too. And instead of like, yeah, I'm fucking great at this. And because I'm so great at it, I have time to learn something else. That's how I need to reframe it. And so once I started doing that uh, and working in therapy, I in 2023, I put on my board, like, you're the luckiest person alive. Everything works out in your favor. You're so loved by the people around you on my whiteboard. I didn't erase it. And I haven't had a bad day since. Beautiful. And it sounds like you're able to actually tap into those feelings, which is, in my understanding, reading all the literature, what makes it true, like it it becomes true when you allow it in gorgeous. Yeah. And so now that I'm at that point, I can share myself physically with others because I'm not like, I want to help others feel that way, the way others have done that for me. And like show them like through myself that like, as an example, like, look how much I enjoy being in my company and enjoy sharing myself with others and not caring. It's so freeing. I want you to feel that way. And I want to help you feel that way. In terms of enjoyment, what do you enjoy the most about your own physical body? Like, tell us your greatest pleasure points. I love to be fingered. I love clitoral stimulation. I've been doing that forever. But it really, I feel the best internally when I like finger myself and I can get myself to squirt or stuff like that. It just, it's so good. I love watching people do it and it's the best thing I can do for myself, I think. <laughs> Amazing. What about sensations on your body that aren't necessarily genital related, but just like tell us more details. Like what do you and like what do you love to have done or offered to you or what do you like to do to yourself? Yeah, I love when my legs are being touched. When I was with that couple, we were in the bar. The three of us, we sat next to each other, like our legs were touching. He like slapped my leg and grabbed it. And he gave us both a kiss on the cheek together. I love PDA and like affection kisses on my body. I love my hair just being touched and a tiny nag slaps or my back rubbed, all of that stuff. I'm a huge physical touch person. Yeah, that's amazing. Are you more of like a gentle receiver? Do you also like to give or does giving feel like work? Oh, I love to give. I love to receive, but while I'm receiving, I'm also giving at the same time because I love to share. I feel like I can share with my touch how good their touch is making me feel. Fuck yeah. What about your nipples? What are they like? Or like boobs in general? I like them. And I got my nipples pierced because I was like, ooh, this is going to be great. And I loved them. And then I took them out and I loved them even more. I was like, yep, I just needed it for a little bit until I learned to love them. And now they're gone. Everything just felt more intense, especially when they were out. I mean, when my partner 
started like sucking on them or biting on them I it was just like I would have an orgasm instantly almost oh that's amazing congratulations yeah. I love people <laughs> who can have nipplegasms I'm so compergulous okay <laughs> what about will you give us details of your pussy you mentioned a little bit about like fingering and squirting like do you come from internal stimulation external a mixture like are you also an experimentalist when it comes to your pussy parts. And then also after that, tell us when you discovered your asshole. I am very sensitive and I love to edge myself. I don't really know how that works, but like my body, like if I have to come really fast, it has to be so good. Like my body can't handle it. Otherwise, like it loves to feel that like building up so much. And I love playing with my pussy I'm sensitive my lips like on the sides of my thighs all around like my butt my back it's just as soon as I'm touched by somebody intimately it's just immediate like swollen throbbing (laughs) I can orgasm from pretty much anything I just got into like doing anal penetration but I've had like finger I've been fingered and had my ass eaten when I met my long-term partner so he really got me into the lifestyle a little bit or like just wanting to explore things in my body a bit more I love a good exploration partner. That makes it so makes the journey so fun. <laughs> I mean, solo explorations are great too. So, lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluechew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I too love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, so tell us actually, when did you start exploring with partners? Like what was the first time that you had an experience with another person? I remember I was in this like one situationship, weird sort of thing. And I was like 18. It was my first year of college. We had this conversation about how like I really wanted to see other people, but I was emotionally with him just sexually. I don't think he's able to give me what he wants to. And he wasn't interested in that. He didn't like it. It was like, I, I can't do that. So we broke up and I met someone else and he had a girlfriend. 
And he told me about it. And that's when I had my first threesome. (gasps) And so I was like, wait. And I asked him all these questions. Like, you do this with who? Like, you do it with your friends? You have friends that do this? Like, you guys just, like, hang out and party together and then, like, do this for fun? And they were just like, yeah, you need to try it. And I I mean, I, I tried it with them, but I knew when I met my long-term partner, I was like, I want somebody who's down for this. Okay. Wow. So you dropped right into group sex. Yeah. yeah. I was a very like experimental freshman in college, which I think is a great time to do it. Uh, no, I felt like there were no consequences at the time, other than like staying safe with myself, of course. But I was like, yeah. I'm trying everything now. Because the next three years are not going to be as shitty as this one. Okay. It wasn't. Wow. Okay, so you have basically been with your long-term partner since the end of freshman year? Like, it's been three years now? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a great sexual time the rest of college. I had sex every week. I had the best sex ever. I was trying stuff coming i i wasn't faking orgasms anymore god that was the worst wow okay were you always long distance with this partner or were you guys ever close together yeah i've always had long distance relationships i'm a very independent person and i don't think i would want to be in a relationship with someone who walkable distance from me <laughs> i'm always like how do people live together Yes, like I see my friends, they get in a relationship, they hang out every day. Nope, not me. And so once a week, maybe thrice a week. Yeah. Like that's a lot. That's pushing it. Okay. But between all partners, how many dates or physical touches do you like to have? Or does it just depend? Is that part of the experiment? Yeah, it really just depends. Right now, I'm seeing a couple we're you know doing some stuff they're really fun and friday i'm meeting a new play partner and he's taking me to a dungeon i've never been to a dungeon and it's one of the best in the city so i'm very excited that's awesome okay oh where do you want to go first do you want to go like exploration tell us a couple couple details and eating pussy details yeah Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was like, I've always loved doing it. I love it done to me. And Mm. I love women and people with pussies. So, you know, I'm totally happy to try it. If I love it so much, I'm sure they would too. And I did it a few times here and there. I have most of my experience with people with penises. Uh But meeting this couple, I was so excited to just give this woman so much attention. She was so hot. And we were the ones that matched on the app. So it was her and I talking. I love that. Yeah. And so when I met her husband, it was just as fun. And we ended up going to their place after the bar. And we went to the rooftop. And we just had some drinks. And we're talking and laughing. And there was a lot of touching going on and there were people behind us talking and they like mentioned polyamorous relationships and stuff like that. And we just turned and like, <laughs> looked at <laughs> like yeah, and we're like, yeah, that'd be us. And then we all left together and we hung out for six hours and fucked for maybe three almost. That's so fun. We were standing around their island just like talking and I have a bunch of tattoos and the wife was like, 
she was taking off my jacket and said, I'd love to see them. And her husband got on the floor and he lifted up my dress. I had tights on and he lifted up my dress and was just like kissing me and the wife and I were making out while I was fingering her. And we went to the couch, just fucked on the couch for a long time. And I loved watching them fuck. And he told me, like, no what woman has made his wife come like that. That's so... Okay, what were you doing? How did you know what to do? Are you intuitive? Or is it just everything so you like I to was, we were. I, I know I'm, like, jumping through details. There's so, so much happened. I was laying on my back, and a missionary, and her husband was fucking me, and she was sitting on my face. And she started coming, and... You know, I mean, her husband was great, but that really turned me on because yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm making so a woman hot. come. And so then I start like squirting all over the couch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Best <laughs> time ever. I know. That's so hard. I was like, wow, I got to do this again. And when we finished, we just kind of played around in the kitchen or her husband would like go behind her, give her some kisses and touch her a little. And then he would to me. But. We just like slowly got dressed throughout the night and I went oh. home without my stockings on. Ah, that's so hot. What do you think are the ingredients to a good threesome? I think making sure everybody feels involved mm -hmm. because with two people, it's very easy to focus on one person. But when there's two people that, you know, there's you, of course, you're pleasing yourself and they're pleasing you, but you're also pleasing to others. And I have a twin. So I always focus on I want everybody to feel equally loved. Like, mm -hmm. that is the best thing you can do. So I remember like, you know, holding her legs up and like telling him how to fuck her. And, you know, it was like, you can tell me how hot I am, but you better be fucking her good. Yes. Like, Love you know, that. fuck yeah. You mentioned in your intro, moresomes. Is that something you have experience with? Like, tell us. Yeah. So my freshman year of college, it was a Halloween party. And I remember being in my costume and seeing these two girls were making out with this guy. And I was like, whoa, this looks really fun. And I walk up to them and I'm saying, hey, like, can I kiss you? And being flirty and she was like fuck yeah and we started making out and we just ditched the guy the guy just walked away he was like trying to talk to us and the three of us were making out and my friend joined in and like we were all just like touching kissing and my friend and I got on the table together and we're making out and the girls were like leaning up against his leg Oh my God. It was just so fun. Nobody was there. Like the party was all downstairs. It was like near the kitchen in this frat house. I love it. Like a little impromptu orgy. That's awesome. I know. And now all <laughs> it took was me seeing it. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> and tell us how voyeurism has come into play for you. Like it sounds like maybe you have been in some public play situations or places where you're allowed to watch. Or is it mostly couples? I love watching couples together. I love yeah. seeing people in love, yeah. like doing things oh, that they would too. do if they're in love. You know? <sighs> it's so hot. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And I remember like watching porn and I'm like, I kind of really like this. I love watching people like getting fucked. And I was like, is it a porn addiction? And I'm like, not really. 
But when I watch porn, I want people to be getting fucked good. Like, I don't want someone being silent. Like, (laughs) so I remember in college, you see people fucking all the time in college. And I remember seeing someone getting fucked in the dorm window. And you can only see like her hand and stuff and whatever. But there was just a crowd outside laughing and giggling. And I was like, that's pretty hot. Like, I don't know. That looks fun. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's lots of kinky people here in the Midwest. You yeah. Oh, I love it. I love that. Yeah. So you're are you (laughs) meeting kinky people now in person? Like you're going to your first dungeon, but have you been doing kink explorations? Like how are you definitely kink curious? Tell us about that evolution. I really like exploring kink by myself. So like I'll talk to my partner, but I really want to try things first before I do them with my partner and we have that agreement, right? Like I'm allowed to explore solo, but when I want to bring new things to him, I want to do it first. So I like can tell him all about it and just tell him because we like to talk about how hot it is. But I do like to explore on my own. I'll go to a bar and some nights I'll dress really sexy and, you know, I'll text my friends where I'm at. I'll meet with my friends and I love I think all my friends and I are very hot. So when we get approached, it's so fun to like get free drinks and give sex appeal and like kind of explore what people are into. And I am honestly comfortable asking people right away, like, how kinky are you? Really? Yeah, because they'll, you know, people at a bar, they'll come up to you and tell you they want to hook up with you or you're so sexy. And it's like, I might think you're hot, but are you kinky? Like, are you okay? I'm a kinky person. Can you handle that? Yeah. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Floor. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection a shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. So what kinks of yours have you already met? And what do you tell those people like when they're like, are you kinky? Yeah. So when I initially like meet people or if they come up to me or we meet on a dating app, I'm like, hey, 
if well, if it's on like a dating app or a website like FetLife, it's already stated in there, yeah, right? Yeah. But if it's in person, I tell them like, just so you know, you're asking for my number. I am like, we're open. I have partners. I'm tested. You can ask for it, but I just gotta let you know before that, you know. And sometimes they say, "Oh, that's fine. Then I understand." Usually with men, I get the response like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'll do it. But with women, I'll get, you know, they don't really get it. And I'm like, what do you want me to do with that? Like, I had one woman, she was like, that is so hot. Like, here's my number. And I took her number down. I haven't texted her yet, but I should. What do you think is the hesitation? Is it just because it's like picking up a lady? It sounds like maybe solo ladying is new for you. Yeah, solo. I've only done ladies in like groups. Uh-huh. And I uh, I would love like being with a lady solo. I don't, I get nervous around women, like especially women. Everybody else I'm pretty comfortable with. And women, <laughs> they just get me like, I don't know. I like meld, but they're so fun when we're together because I think, Women having sex and just being intimate with each other is so much different. There's something there. I don't know. It's so I great. feel you. I feel like lately the ladies that I've been with, like I look at them when we're all naked. Because I'm like you. I have a lot of threesome experience and not as much solo lady experience. And I just like – I feel like they transform into like sex goddess creatures and I like see them differently or something. So I, I don't know. whatever is happening in that experience tell us about your kinky self are you like are you dominant or submissive like what have you learned about that part of you so far i love being dominant in threesomes i find when i'm with couples i love being dominant with them and they love it too and sometimes they'll t- like they'll tell me I've never done that before. Like that was so fun, just telling them what to do, like slapping both their asses, like flogging, any of that. It's so fun. I like being submissive too, though. I think that's really fun. I think it really depends on the partner. I can do either. I can switch pretty well. I think that's the most fun thing, right? Really. Like, I don't always want to be, you know, submissive. Sometimes I want you to be that way. I want to see you vulnerable to me. Ah, do you like to switch like in a scene or like partner to partner or does it just depend? I love switching in a scene because it makes it last so much longer. It's so fun switching because it's like, oh my God, you got to do all of this shit to me. Look what I got stored for you. Like <gasps> I was waiting for this. Like, <laughs> it's so fun to just like... Yeah, I love switching in scenes and my new play partner, he was telling me, he's like, I actually really like to be flogged. And he sent me a picture of his toys and he was like, I would love for you to use these on me. And because I was telling him how I want to try it really bad. Okay. Okay. So you've used floggers so far. What else have you used and what else do you want to try? I use a lot of toys by myself. Like in my alone time, I like my toys. Like even when I, you know, took my mom's like face washer thing, like I liked it. I didn't like want it out anywhere. Maybe I think of it like as my own, not as my own body part. I don't know how weird that sounds, but it's like 
I'm masturbating. I know how to use this better than anybody, mm-hmm. but I would love to use people's toys on them. Like they can yeah. tell me how to use their toys. But for me, I just have this feeling like, yes, someone can fuck me really good, but I know how to do it better. And I want some things that I just own and it's my mm-hmm. toys, <laughs> okay. but I want a butt plug really bad. What kind? I've been looking at a bunch. So this play partner, he just showed me some new ones he bought. And one of them, it's like a twisty one. So he was like, it's very friendly. I told him that I was newer to penetration. And he's like, this is very friendly for that. And yeah, so I'm very excited to try those. Those look fun. I want some with the gems on them that I can kind of just wear throughout the day. Or if I go to like a dungeon by myself or something, find a partner there, little surprise. Amazing. What have you learned in this partnership, in this long distance partnership you've been in for three years? I'm curious to hear what you've learned about yourself, about partnership in general, and then about like long distance partnership. I think about partnership as like, it's so fluid and it's sort of like, I don't like boxes. And I know that's something I don't mind a situationship. I think situationships are sexy. I think that keeps it spicy. Because the moment I feel I'm not looking for marriage right now. So the moment I feel like I'm dating someone and saying like, Oh, I want to marry them. I'm like, I don't want to be in a box. I don't. Because when you tell people you're married, they're going to be like, Oh, well, being non-monogamous is weird or like, you know, I can't, like not, I don't know, but I love just being like, yeah, we're a situationship because I don't think saying we're, I don't know, X, Y, Z. I just hate boxes. I hate I'm boxes. the same way. I'm I, the same. I'm, I, I'm uh, like, I don't want anyone else to make assumptions about this. I don't want anyone to make assumptions about me based on a partner. If we're public, like I want to be independent. And I also just like, I'm not on the regular relationship escalator. Like, what if I'm just in a relationship that I want to make up as I go along and don't want to? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I love being, and like that low key, I low key, like, I know I'm not that mysterious, but like, I love, it like makes me feel mysterious. I want, I want people to see what I'm doing and be like, what the fuck is going on? And like, I want to try that because most people will, or even if they're like, what the fuck is going on? I don't want to try that. Good for you. I wasn't looking that way. You know, like <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> I find that inspiring. I actually want to be a little more mysterious because so much of me for the past five years has been like, <clears throat> hello, here's everything about me and everything I think. Good. And now I'm like, oh, shit. and like people have been like talking to me about oversharing. And I'm like, well, look, it's education. It's fine. But like, I, I am inspired by your wait. So how do you feel? mysterious and is that related to self-splurging at all or is that different Hmm. I feel mysterious in the sense that like I'm gonna use this as an example so this story is kind of like crazy so I had my first experience with someone that was like more than 40 years older than me okay how was that for you it was really freaking fun But I was just so surprised because I had been like, I knew this person. We were regulars at the same place together. We were all friends. I have a very diversified friend group in college. And I would like just give little looks to two of them because I thought they were both pretty attractive. But I would just, you know, flirt. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll see which one takes the bait, you know. (laughs) And I remember like when I was leaving, we ended up hooking up eventually. It was great. So much fun. Did our thing. But when I left, 
like he was telling me like do you remember how like you were telling me to ask you how good you looked and tell you how much I loved your eyes and this and he's like I can't figure you out but it's just so sexy and I just it just felt so good not like because I would explain he knew I was in a relationship I told him that I talked about yeah. it openly to my friends there and like he always felt comfortable asking me questions and was just like wow like you're opening my mind so much that's amazing. As a, you know, someone in their late 60s saying that to you, that's a lot. I was going to say also, like, how was it for you? I've slept with people that are decades older than me, but I know a lot of people who haven't. And I'm I'm into it. I'm into so many things, but I would just, like, love to hear kind yeah, of Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm surprised. I, you know, I always liked people who are older than me. Yeah. I like the thought of doing things with someone who's more experienced. I like having that dynamic between each other. And so when I did it, I wasn't, I was like surprised it actually worked because. Oh, you mean penis wise or what do you mean? (laughs) No, the demographic, like demographic wise, it did not work. Like I was just so surprised the demographics. Okay. (laughs) And like decade and like, I don't know. It was just so crazy. And it was so fun. And like, I felt like I was a freaking Mona Lisa. I was going to say, but you fucking blew his mind. He was probably like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, literally. And I had the best time ever. And I think about it and I'm like, yeah, low key. That wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Like, yeah, it kind of did change my mind that like, you don't, I kind of have this fear sometimes of getting older. Like Mm -hmm. everybody does at some point, you know, whatever. But like now I'm like, okay, I can still be sexy as hell and older. And I've seen it. I see it all the time. That's what I continue to decide too, because I just turned 34 and I'm like (gasps) solidly in mid thirties, like 33, you can still make a case for early thirties just by dividing by three, you know, (laughs) but now I'm like, okay, I'm really in the, I'm a really a grown up. And then I was like, wait though, I'm just going to take care of my body and get enough sleep and like be in good shape so I can fuck. And I'll just stay sexy because I want to for a while. You know, I've had so many people lately, like give me really like, since I was like, I'll just stay sexy. I'll, I'll just think of myself as sexy. And I'm affirming that I've literally been getting so many explicit compliments and, or, you know, from people who I've gone on dates with or just fucked. And then they don't, they don't think I'm 34. They think I'm in my twenties. And I'm like, Oh, it's nice of you to say. So I really feel that. I also love, I think that's why I also really love being with people who are much older and then, you know, always legal, always consensual, also younger than me. Like I'm pretty, especially since I'm like you and we're not on the relationship escalator looking for a lockdown till death do us part. Suddenly we're able to just experience people's energy. And I love the like excitement and gratitude of gentlemen and older generations who maybe haven't had my level of enthusiasm because of, you know, whatever circumstances. So that's my self-projection from your story. What else have you experienced? What else have you loved? What else are you into that we don't know about yet? I really want to explore my squirting more. I try to tell my partners that like they see it. I don't have a problem doing it and they love it. But I feel like some people kind of have that like, oh, is it pee? Oh, is it not? And like, they don't want to outwardly say that or like show it, but you can see that internal reaction. But I really want to, like, when it happens, I'm like, see, it's so fun. Like, and, you know, whatever you think it is, 
love it when it happens. You just worry about it in the moment. Like while you're doing it, it's like weird, you know, and mm -hmm. they never feel uncomfortable, of course not. And I would never make them do that. But like, I kind of feel the hesitation sometimes okay. until it actually happens. Like when I was on the phone with my potential new partner today, I was like, is this okay? Like, he was like, yeah, keep going. Like, put the camera up. Let me see it. Like, and I was like, yes, just keep telling me what to do. Like, yeah. That's so hot. Can you teach partners to make you squirt? Because you can squirt yourself. I have not yet taught anyone to squirt me and I want to, but like, do you know how to do that? I've never taught a partner how to do it. Usually when I squirt with some part, if they're like fingering me, I can usually get myself to do it. Like I can angle my body in a certain way and like grind myself to do it. But usually happens like if they're fucking me or something and then like I come that way. I usually like just when I'm coming from any type of penetration, like that's usually how it is now. Like my body just likes it that way. And I think it goes for that. Okay. That's so interesting that you're getting those kind of like mixed reactions. I feel like most people I talk to are just like, oh, squirting. But it's like, I think it's great to just hear like, right, all kinds of people are out there, you know, and we're all, <laughs> maybe we're scared of it yeah. until it happens and then it's hot. I don't know. All of it. What would you say makes you feel the most appreciated, sexually speaking? I think always just checking in. And I believe falling asleep together is aftercare. Before I say anything, like if it just happens and like we pass out like while I'm on top of you or like I just lay down first and we pass out while, you know, something, it's like, that's fine. I believe that's aftercare because I'm like holding you and, and like, I feel appreciated while you're holding me. But I really think that checking in with each other, like before, during, after, and before the before yeah. and after the after, you know, just like it's always important to reassure your partner and be reassured that everything is okay. Totally. And especially when I feel somebody can like, just read like the way my body moves. Like mm. if I like jerk a certain way or I like tense up and they feel that, that just makes me feel so appreciated and assured. I'm like, you're really being in tune with me. And, you know, my physical and spiritual energy. Okay. So with your new potential play partner, you were just mentioning, it sounds like maybe there was some video sex happening. Are you into long distance stuff like sexting nudes video? Like, tell us, tell us about that. I'm not the biggest nude sender. I used to a lot. And then I was like, if I want to have sex with somebody I would do it in person. I have no business being a pen pal with somebody in California when I have no way to get there. You know? I feel that <laughs> real strongly. I'm like, thank you for your energy. Would love to exchange a couple friendly messages, but I'm here for the 3D physical. <laughs> yeah. And so I think nudes, even like with partners and stuff, I feel like you can tell me how bad you want to see me. If you wanted to, you would, because I know that's how I work. And, yeah. you know, and not that it's bad that if you want to, and you don't want to, then that just means you don't want to. Yeah. Like, how do you and your partner stay in touch best? Will you see each other though? Yeah, we see each other. Well, now that I'm further, uh, I just moved further away, but we spent 
like a week together before I left. So like I got help moving in and we spent the day after, you know, all of that stuff. So that was fine. I think quality time really makes up for the texting, the length of texting. And so if we end up seeing each other once a month, once every two months, if that, you know, one time together is really fucking great, then it'll make up for it and it'll be worth it. But I don't know. I think it can be fun. I like phone sex. I love auditory erotica. I think it's so hot and just like somebody talking to me, but knowing they can't do anything about it or touch me is so hot. Mm, mm, Amazing. Do you still watch porn? Every once in a while. I like to switch it up. I think sometimes porn is like my, you know, alma mater, whatever you want to call it, right? And so I always end up going back to it. It's reliable, whatever. But I like to think about things sometimes. Or if I do watch porn before I go to bed, I'm like, okay, I'm going to finger myself or I'm going to have a second orgasm a different way. And like, I love to use my mind to just keep it stimulated a little bit. Fuck yeah. What are your hopes for your sexual self going forward, whether it's specific things you want to try or just more broadly speaking? I think eventually. So the thing with my current partner, like we call it a relationship. Again, it's a situationship. We established with each other that like if one day one of us wakes up and decides like, I don't really want anything to do with you anymore. I'm done. Like I want to break this off. That's fine. Because I don't believe that, you know, I believe that you change like you woke up one day and decided you're on a different path than I am and you don't want me there. That's fine. Like that means I wasn't meant for you anymore, you know? And it's like, so like we have that agreement that it's fine to leave. And so, but I think eventually I want to find that person that's like, I want to marry you and I want to live this lifestyle with you. Mm -hmm. And I think once I find that person, I'll like stay more in like kink, but like do kink together as a couple. So we wouldn't play as solo together. God. Cool. So more into like couples or something. Yeah. Yes. I have so many reclamation fantasies. I'm like, I never want to stop fucking new people. You know, I want to stay risk aware, but damn, I want that person who's like, now you're mine again. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Any other stories that you want to share or just thoughts in general about sex? I think like one of my biggest things, because I am quite young and a lot of people in my age group aren't in that kink lifestyle. You know, they may be kinky, but it's not a majority. And I, you know, if you are similar in that situation, it's okay. Like you're not weird. There's people out there and you can still have your friend groups. That's what I always tell myself. Like, you can still have your friend groups and you're not limited to those friends. Like, you can move around, build new and add communities together. And if someone's your friend, they're not going to be like, oh my God, you're too kinky for me. I think that's weird. Like, yeah, that's not your friend, you know? So, the right people. I sure do know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, the right people will support you. And if they don't, like, that's fine. Yeah. You know, you know, pleasuring yourself is every, there's something to be said about like orgasms and sex. It's so different than other things. I don't know. And it's not that deep. It might be. 
Well, it is and it isn't, right? Like, like on the one hand, yeah. no, it's not at all. But on the other hand, I could literally talk about it forever. And like my whole life is just like noodling deeply on all the sexy things, you know, and it's all great. It's all perfect. If you had an unlimited budget to design your personal perfect fuck room or mansion or palace, what would it be like? What would the main elements be? Ooh, I really want to get into my exhibitionist side, so it would be all about me. <laughs> and I want I really want a place with like a big table just like in the center that could be like converted and just moved however to where like I can be strapped down with a dom like blindfolded doing whatever and mm-hmm. just like a theater almost like people yes. can just sit there and watch, but they can't do anything. Right. But just be a performer in that way would be so That's fun. So hot. I'm seeing it. So, uh, a style wise, are you thinking more like classic modern? Like what, what calls to you? I'm thinking like sort of like a classic theme. Like if you think of like a big classic, like maybe like a room, maybe in there and it's dark, Maybe antique furniture-ish. Are there mirrors so that you can see yourself and see people reacting to you? That's so hot. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. That way, any way I'm facing, I can see those watching me. I love it. Or feel them watching me. Yes. I'm imagining a very high-tech stage. You know, like some of the productions where like stuff, like the table comes up and down and the chain manacles (laughs) drop from the ceiling. (laughs) And then the implements are just here. <laughs> yep. I love just it. press a button. <laughs> okay, so now tell us, if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? Honestly, I could even go back to like two years ago or before, maybe four years ago when I was starting college and just reminding myself, like, there's nothing you have to change to please anybody. You can do whatever you want that makes you feel best. And there's somebody and people out there that are going to fucking love it. Like doesn't matter. And so just be confident in that. And if you walk around knowing there's at least 10 people in here that would fuck me right now, people will approach you and come like it shows. It shows when you believe it. Beautiful wisdom. I feel that. Is there a sex question that you want to ask me? If you had to leave your, like, if you were left to choose one kink or fetish or interest to be stuck with, what would that be? Oh, what a hard question. (gasps) Mm. Okay, in this question are like basics, so like basic penetration of all sorts are still, they get to stay on the table, but it's like, what kink do I experience them through? Oh, yeah. Top of mind where my mind goes first is submissive restraint. So like any kind of restraint, if I am just like, and obviously it's got to be in situations where I can still be greatly of service because I have such a service kink. But I love being, (laughs) like, restrained. And I feel like I could still get, like, tied down, put in a vac bed, attached to a door, like, all these different things. And someone could still, like, fuck my throat or use me in all these other ways. So I think that's where I've got to go with that one if I had to just pick one. But I reserve the right to change my answers 
a thousand times. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I would be? say like it depends on the day. My answer, I think it would be like CNC because mm. it still leaves it up to the like there's still that like the curiosity hell? or surprise factor. Oh yeah. That's like that, like, oh shit, it's happening right here. Like, oh I love this. I've never done it before. Like that love. stuff. But maybe that wouldn't be a king. But I don't know if that <laughs> were the case, but I think I'd have to choose CNC. Yeah. I love it. It's a good answer for today. Veronica, thank you so much for being a guest on Sex Stories. Yeah, I had so much fun meeting you.